Inflation is the economy's number one problem. The Federal Reserve continues to raise the rate. Why? Because you took the majority. It's raising rates, and you still don't get it. But Democrats want this bill to put more pressure on the working family. I may or may not be the next Speaker of the House, California Republican Kevin McCarthy, House Minority Leader, talking there about the omnibus bill with $1.7 trillion or whatever it was. Uh, it may or may not be the next Speaker, as we said. Of course, as we were discussing a moment ago, Nancy Pelosi, uh, soon to lose the gavel, the Republicans, a narrow majority, but a majority nonetheless, after the elections of last month. And so, some new leadership to be chosen. For months, it had been talked about as the presumptive successor to Pelosi should the GOP take control. Now we're hearing other names. We're hearing about all kind of palace intrigue that might keep Kevin McCarthy away from the Speaker's office. Uh, somebody who had a front row seat for this. The last time Republicans had this kind of discussion, uh, John Boehner became the Speaker then. I forget the year 2011, I think it was. Paul Brown represented Athens in the House then, and former Congressman Paul Brown joining us now. Paul Brown, thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Tim. It's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, on January the 3rd. The first order of business of the uh, new Congress, which always starts on January the 3rd, uh, basically by law, uh, is to elect the Speaker. And Congress cannot go forward and do anything until the Speaker is elected. Now, what happened in... Uh, in 2000 and January 3rd, 2013, uh, we re-elected John Boehner to be a speaker, but there were a group of us, 22 to be exact, who had signed a pledge to each other that we would not vote for John Boehner to be speaker. And a lot of people don't understand what the whole process is all about. It takes uh, – 50% plus one members of the U.S. House of Representatives that are voting for a person to elect the speaker. So they have to have 50% plus one of those that are voting for a person. Uh, some people can uh, not vote, etc. cetera, but um, they have to have 50%. And it doesn't have to be a member of the U.S. House of Representatives either, or even a former member of the U.S. House. That's the reason you hear some people talk about electing uh, Donald J. Trump as Speaker of the House. Um, the, the ardent Trump people think that, that would be a neat thing to have happen. And, and actually, if he could get 50% plus one, he could be Speaker if he would accept the position. Anyway, we had 22 of us. All it took was a total of 19. We did not know there was a freshman, Jim Bridenstine from Oklahoma, would run and pledge that he would not vote for Boehner. Only 12 of us, well, actually 11 of those 22, actually fulfilled that pledge. And uh, Boehner was thus elected. But now you have even a slimmer majority. There are, what, 202, uh, 222 Republicans. And so if... Uh, all the Democrats are going to vote for Democrat. That's the reason this this discussion about uh, if we don't elect if we don't elect Kevin McCarthy, then then we're going to elect uh, Liz Cheney to be Speaker. One of the members of Congress here in Georgia, evidently, uh, is saying that to the constituents in that particular congressional district. I've heard it from several people in that district that that has been said by the 
congressman. You want to tell us who that is? or I don't. It doesn't matter who that person is. But uh, the the thing is, there's a lot of pressure. Why did why did uh, 11 of the 22 not fulfill that pledge? Um, also, in 2014 election, we had two, three members of the Georgia delegation that were elected as freshmen then, all that pledged that they would not vote for John Boehner to be speaker. I explained very strongly to two of the three, I didn't know about the third one at the time, but uh, what that the to fulfill that pledge that they made to the to the uh, constituents in their election, they had to vote for somebody else on January the 3rd. And they, both of them caved in, both of them voted for Boehner, both of them came up with some kind of political spin. Well, why would they do that? Well, the pressure is extremely, extremely high. It's a case, I would think, Paul Brown, uh, Congressman Brown, I would think it's a case of that old thing, if you shoot at the king, you'd better not miss. Uh, You you vote against Boehner, he ends up being the speaker anyway. You wind up on, I don't know, some committee in Siberia someplace, not impacting anything. Uh, Well, that's just one of the pressures. In fact, the leadership holds a a big... uh, a big lead to the purse string that uh, the thing is most members of Congress and I think probably most elected uh, officials at all levels have the the one primary principle that they're going to stick by and that's their election or re-election they'll say and do anything to do so and the the uh, leadership controls a lot of the pack money in Washington and so that's another one of the pressures. There are many pressures that come upon folks, but we had enough people in, in uh, January of 2013 to keep Boehner from being elected. So uh, we, we talked about all the pressures, what happens if, if and we've had in the past, uh, you had Chad Pergam on your, on your program yesterday, a clip from him talking about, uh, in the past, there have been multiple votes to mm-hmm. get to the speakership. But what would happen is you would have a special meeting of the of the group of Republicans, or, or we call it the Republican Conference, and uh, they would uh, threaten, uh, who knows what all they would do with all those threats that you're talking about with committee uh with mm-hmm. committee positions and how the bills were handled. Oh, I, I can only imagine what some of that would be. A, a nice little infrastructure project we're getting ready to fund in your district. Be a shame if something happened to it. Well, that's that's part of of it. It's just it's even much stronger than that. But so Andy Biggs um, from Arizona is challenging uh, is challenging McCarthy. I don't know who all else, but. All it's going to take is just a small handful. Well, that's the that's of, the point uh, of this, I gather, Congressman Brown, is that it, it really does. You're know, saying a, a very small number of people, Republicans in this case, can impact the outcome and change the outcome that's dramatically. Right. That's exactly right. So, it, uh, two eighteen is the majority in the House, and and I think uh, the Republicans said at two hundred twenty two. So if if you have um, if you have five of those Republicans vote for somebody else, they could vote for anybody who's living. They could vote for Donald Trump. They could vote for Paul Brown. Yeah. They could vote for anybody. Yeah. 
Well, let me ask you this quickly and in closing, what what do you think? I know you're kind of on the outside looking in now, but you know some of the characters here. What seems to be the concern about Kevin McCarthy? Why would there be any resistance to Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House? Well, Kevin has, he was part of my, he's one of my classmates when I went to Congress. He was, in, was elected in that same class that I was. And uh, we, we know um, who he is. Kevin has been, been bucking for leadership from day one when he got there. And uh, he has, he's basically a uh, John Boehner uh type of, of individual he he's he's not a he's not a solid conservative he will he will um, basically do and say whatever it takes to to further his own agenda so uh he's um, i don't think kevin is an extremely principled person as far as limited government uh low taxes those types of issues that are supposed to be at the heart of the Republican Party. So, um, plus he's also a, he, he's a mean and vindictive John Boehner, too. Mm. Uh, a good example of that, and I think it's pretty public when um, Jody Heiss did not follow all the, the directions of, of Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy went to Jody Heiss's office and cussed him out and uh, and uh, took him off the House Armed Services Committee. So that's the kind of way they lead mm. yeah, with a, a very, um, I'm looking for a word here, but with, with a very vindictive spirit. Well, we'll see how this shakes out. Uh, thanks for the insight on this. And you had a front row seat for this the last time it happened. And it just struck me as an intriguing process. Congressman, former Congressman Paul Brown, appreciate your time this morning. Happy New Year to you. Thanks, Tim. I pray that you have a very blessed 2023. God bless you. Thank you, my friend.